When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, everything, Medicare, Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle, wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Today is Monday. This is episode 186 of the Everything Medicare podcast. Every single week, folks, I bring you three podcast episodes where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. Thank you so much for being with me today, folks. Um, today we're talking about, um, some news that came down the pipeline from various different life insurance companies and some of their changes to their policies about some new customers that they're not going to be accepting from this point going forward. Now we've been told that it's a temporary thing, um, due to COVID-19. I'll explain my reaction. I'll explain my thoughts and I'll explain why this is happening and what it has to do with you. Essentially though, the news broke that um, a couple of different life insurance companies made the decision in the past week or so to no longer accept new customers over a certain age. Now, why why did this happen? Well, the insurance world, folks, is primarily based on risk. The insurance companies um, spend more money than you and I can imagine year in and year out to make sure that they've researched to an, uh, enough of a, of, of a key to be able to know that their ability to cover a certain type of risk is going to be profitable for them. Because what is insurance if it's not the insurance company basically agreeing to take on a risk, but they know without a shadow of a doubt that they are still going to remain profitable and it's still a good thing for them to do. This is what insurance companies do. This is what they're very good at doing. They calculate exactly how much they need to charge for something in order to cover a risk, how many people they need to have on a plan at a time in order for them to be able to pay out claims but still remain profitable and make more money than they spend. Insurance companies of all kinds are very, very good at knowing how to balance this act a little bit, knowing how to cover risk but at the same time remaining profitable. So what this tells me is the insurance companies, quite a few of them I should say, big name insurance companies, have made the decision that covering somebody over a certain age is no longer profitable for them anymore. With everything going on with the coronavirus, with everything with this pandemic, they've determined that since, that, that since seniors over a certain age are more at risk than anybody else as far as having complications and being um, 
basically taken down by the coronavirus, that it's not a good um, risk for the life insurance companies to cover them, at least not at this time. The insurance companies are smart. Everything they do is for a reason. Everything they do has been calculated to the umpth degree in order for them to kind of come to this conclusion. So basically, this article that came out, and I'll read it to you just a little bit. Um, Some U.S. life insurers are deciding not to gamble on older Americans during the coronavirus crisis by temporarily suspending applications for certain age groups or imposing tougher requirements. Prudential Financial, Lincoln National Corp., and protective life insurance companies are among the insurers that have made changes. Prudential and protective are temporarily halting, halting applications from individuals aged 80 or older while Lincoln has postponed approving policies for that age group and others, the company said. Mutual of Omaha and Penn Mutual Life Insurance Company are temporarily suspending applications for individuals aged 70 or older. Um, other, other carriers um, have come out and announced that they are halting and ex- not no longer accepting applications for applicants over the age of 71 at least until June 15th, potentially longer. Some insurers are also suspending applications for people in their 60s who have previously may have been eligible for coverage despite common health problems such as diabetes or asthma. So essentially, folks, what we have here is we have a bunch of big names in the life insurance industry coming out and announcing that they no longer feel like it's a good risk for them to take on applicants over that age just due to the fact that the their mortality rate is much lower if they get infected with the coronavirus. Which makes me think that this pandemic, everything that's going on, there's probably going to be a second wave of this to where more people will get infected, especially if they open up the country. And I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't. I'm not, I'm not really trying to um, place a narrative that I'm on one side of the spectrum or the other. But that is a realistic possibility and probably a very likely one. The insurance companies see the trends before we ever do. And they determine that if more people get infected, the people that are going to have the lowest mortality rate are probably seniors. People over the age of 60, people over the age of 70, people over the age of 80. And the insurance companies aren't dumb, folks. The insurance companies do everything for a reason. Everything they do is a calculated reason, especially when it comes to determining if they're going to take somebody or not. Insurance companies always make sure that they are making more money than they are losing, and they're remaining incredibly profitable on a certain certain type of product. Even if they have to pay out a couple claims here or there, the people that are not filing the claims or what kind of keeps them afloat. There's an old saying that says, if with a life insurance company, if there's a thousand people that have policyholders with that life insurance company and all of them died at once and they all had to file a claim and their family members all had to file a claim all at the same time, the insurance company would go belly up because they're, de- they're depending on um, 80% or more of the people in question will not need to file a claim. Maybe 20%, 10% or less will have to file a claim, but they're going to make their money back on the 80 to 90% that won't file a claim. And that's the truth with every type of insurance. 
I believe that there's a possibility. I don't have anything, any news or any kind of insight or anything like that from the inside or any whispers I've heard or anything like that. But I do believe that this could potentially impact medical insurance, potentially. Now, life insurance, um, they're allowed to ask health questions more. They're allowed to go through more temp, um, strict underwriting. But I do believe this could have an impact on medical products, health insurance products that do have health questions, such as Medicare supplements, cancer insurance, things along the, that nature, long-term care. Um, and I'll talk about what I think we could potentially see in the months to come. Don't go anywhere. I have to take a quick break. We'll be back with you in segment two. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me through that break. This is segment two of episode 186 of the Everything Medicare podcast. Folks, this is what I think could potentially turn into a little bit of a trend when it comes to these insurance companies. Now, I don't, like I said in segment one, I don't have any inside information. I have not heard anything from any credible sources that this is actually going to happen, but it's something that, you know, in the insurance industry specifically, trends seem to repeat themselves. And we could see, especially in the Medicare supplement world, some insurance companies come out and do something similar. Or at the very least, they tighten their underwriting. What this means for you is you might not be as flexible to be able to change your plan if something like that were to happen. Now, like I said, I have no indication of that. Life insurance and health insurance in the Medicare world are two completely different worlds. So I could be completely off on this. But if the insurance companies have come out and basically announced to the world that we don't believe we can remain profitable by taking on clients for life insurance that are over a certain age, we just think the chance of us having to pay out a death claim is too high with everything going on in the world right now. What's to stop them from, at the very least, tightening their underwriting on a Medicare supplement to, to prevent the same problem from happening? And if this does happen, you may, be, um, you may be in a situation where you have a more difficult time to be able to change your Medicare supplement plans. Now, if you already have a Medicare supplement plan that you're happy with, that's perfectly fine. But that being said, if you wanted to change to a different one down the road, or maybe you're one of those people that plays the rate game, Every single year you go through underwriting. Every single year you go through underwriting in order to change from one plan to another and you're just trying to get the lowest price year in and year out. This is a prime example of why you may not want to be doing that. Because we've talked about ankle biters on this podcast. We did the Medicare Supplement Hour last week. And on that Medicare Supplement Hour podcast, I discussed that typically the companies that have the lowest prices and the companies you haven't heard of Typically, we call them ankle biters in the in industry because they're reaching up, trying to offer the lowest price to people because that's the only way they can remain competitive. They're just kind of in obscurity sometimes. Nobody knows who they are. And they reel in some people by that are just looking for the lowest price. After the first year, two years, their rates go through the roof. And if you're one of those people that does that, and I've never encouraged doing that, I don't think it's a good idea because your health could change tomorrow. You could get diagnosed with something tomorrow that no insurance company would accept. And then you're stuck on this plan and it's shooting up in rates year after year after year when you could have just paid 10 bucks more a month, 15 bucks more a month for the same plan and had a plan that just has steady small rate increases over the next decade, which would end up saving you more money. 
than saving the 10 bucks right up front. But those kind of people could be hit dramatically hard if something like this was to happen. Even more reason why you don't want to basically be changing your plan every year and just only buying for the lowest price when it comes to your Medicare supplements. The insurance companies are calculated, folks. The insurance companies do their homework. They spend millions of dollars every year to make sure that their data is um, lined up correctly, that their ducks are in a row. Trends repeat themselves. Usually if you pay attention, you can see things um, coming down the pipeline. And who knows, you know, nothing could potentially happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if a big change was made that impacted how insurance companies are going to be looking at Medicare supplement applications. Don't go anywhere, folks. I have to take one more break. I have some final thoughts I'd like to share with you in segment three. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me all the way to the end of episode 186 of the Everything Medicare podcast. Folks, if this tells me anything, and if I, if I wanted you to walk away from this with anything, with any point made, it would be this. There are 101 reasons why you want to be working with a good insurance company on your Medicare plan, particularly your Medicare supplement plan, because with rate increases coming every single year with Medicare supplement plans, it's vitally important that you're working with a company that we feel is going to have the lowest possible chance of giving you high rate increases. We want to keep the rate increases as low as possible. We want you to pay the best possible rate in the event that you end up stuck on your current plan for 20 years. Let's say you develop a medical condition, like I said, that nobody will take when it comes to underwriting. That's not as much of a problem if you're on a good plan right off the bat with a good insurance company that has you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, even percent rate increases every year instead of 15 or 20. This is what is vitally important for us to make sure that we are doing the best thing for you over the long period of time, not just for one year at a time, and taking that gamble that your health will allow you to change later on. And if something like this does happen and they tighten the screws, it might be even harder to change down the road. If they were to adopt something like this, who knows? Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But I believe that luck favors the prepared. And the best thing that you can do by being prepared is you can basically guarantee yourself that no matter what happens to you health-wise, no matter what happens to you um, with this pandemic going on, you're going to be covered at a good price over the long period of time with a good quality insurance company. Because what do we know about Medicare supplement plans? Once they have you as a client, as a customer, they can never drop you. They can raise your price, but not individually. If one person's price goes up that's on that plan with you, everybody's price goes up the exact same amount. And so be, due to this, it's important to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row. I believe that it's important anyway with, you know, you know, post-coronavirus um, world or pre-coronavirus world to have all your ducks in a row anyway. But I think this just gives us 
another reason to make sure that you are covered, covered well, and covered for the long term. Folks, I really appreciate you taking the time with me here today. Um, if you haven't already, please do, do me a favor. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcast or Stitcher, do me a favor, please, and leave us a five-star review with a tiny comment about something that you liked about the show. It helps us reach more people just like you. If you're watching us on YouTube and you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so. Um, we put out many, many videos on YouTube every week in addition to the podcast, and we'd love for you to be able to catch them and see them. And if you're not subscribed, you might have a harder time of being a um, notified when they come out. And as always, folks, if you live in one of our the 10 states that my company, Christian Bruno Insurance Services, does business in, we'd love the opportunity to be able to talk with you if you think you could use a touch-up on your Medicare supplement plan or anything else. Um, our number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. That's our office number at Christian Brindle Insurance Services. And the states that we can work with you in at the moment are Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, California, Texas, Virginia, South Carolina, and Florida. Again, that's Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, California, Texas, South Carolina, Virginia, and Florida. Folks, I hope you have a fantastic start to your week. Um, I hope this finds you doing well, safe, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode of the Everything Medicare Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening, and God bless.